0: Hi there. In the first run of these 15 podcasts, each episode will be published every Tuesday from Noon GMT. Happy listening. Welcome to episode 10 of Douse Your Way to Psychic Power. Previously, we looked at that most extraordinary of dowsing skills, map dowsing, and we learned to talk with animals, plants and, yes, stones and we looked at objects of power in your home. In this episode, we ask how do power objects become power objects, and we check out how your body can tell you who is lying to you. A power object could be anything that human thoughts and feelings have been embedded in. In his book, Heal Your Home, dowsing professional Adrian ingledon Weber cites the different power objects that he's come across that are centres of negativity. He says, Can you imagine, for instance, sitting in a sweatshop in the Far East, making yet another teddy bear for the European market, then, at the end of the week, getting only a few rupees? I cannot think for a minute that you'd be happy. Frustrated, yes. Resentful, yes. Dislike for the teddy bear, oh yes. Does this make for a happy toy? I don't think so. The author then goes on to other items which could be found in pretty well any home. Inherited heirlooms can and often will be power artefacts, bringing detrimental energies from past generations to affect us in the present. A chair that's seen generations of misery can only hold bad feelings. A mirror that's been owned by a person not happy with their looks can easily reflect detrimental thought patterns. Even modern items of furniture can be a cause for concern. If a person lifting, say, a chest of drawers slips and drops it on his foot, the anger has to go somewhere and it's more than likely the chest will be the target of his ire. Adrian goes on, Old dining tables can often be a source of stored-up detrimental energy, with several generations of children having sat round the table in a formal way, having to endure endless comments from their judgmental elders. Sit up straight, don't eat with your mouth open, hold your knife and fork properly, why aren't you working harder at school, and so on. You cannot blame any child from fleeing the table at high speed to avoid interrogation. The longer the detrimental comments are made, the more the table and chairs will soak up the negativity. Gradually, these objects will become so powerfully charged that they can and will start to influence those gathered round the table. No sooner than you sit down, you'll begin to feel irritable picking up on past energies and start making snide comments until the whole table's in uproar for no apparent reason. Adrian goes on to explain that wooden carvings, ornaments and gifts brought back from our holidays abroad can also be affected. He says, There was a classic case of a lady client who bought an old totem carving from a street seller in Africa. The whole of her family thought that it was ugly, but she loved it and she hung it in her study when she returned from the trip. Within a few days she started feeling faint and she developed a bad headache that just would not go away. "'I feel as though something's inside my head and I'm experiencing strange thoughts. I'm not myself,' she told him on the telephone." I also feel as though something's watching me all the time. It's beginning to freak me out. This and other examples of dangerous power objects all around us is included in Adrian's book. It's called Heal Your Home. And I think he's written a follow-up book now, too. But power objects are not just about bad vibrations. The opposite is just as true. There are many items in the home that emanate good vibrations. Paintings, sculpture, a favourite armchair of a kind, gentle soul, crystals, even the water that comes out of the taps. If it's come from a source with positive resonances, they'll be brought into your home. The important thing for you as a psychic to keep in mind is to think positive thoughts and feel positive. When a negative thought pops into your head, make a point of turning it into something positive. Instead of, oh no, not more rain, as you open the curtains in the morning, try, more rain, which means the reservoirs are filling and there'll be no shortages this year. So, at the deepest level, as quantum science now proves, reality is a sea of living energy vibrating at various frequencies. When you break matter down to the smallest level, there is nothing solid at all a table, a river, an apple, your body itself is made up of vibrating wavelengths of energy that appear as solid form. And the things that you don't see that aren't solid, such as music, your thoughts and feelings, etc., are also all energy, vibrating at different frequency levels. When you experience the world as energy, including you and the people and the situations in your life, a whole new dimension opens up that's akin to stepping into a wonderland. You realize just how magical life is and how malleable too. And talking of magic, this would be a good time to explain a magical technique that anyone can learn in minutes but which will give you accurate answers to life's daily challenges and I don't mean your pendulum. Is that politician lying to me? Uh, No, this is probably not a good question as the answer is almost certainly yes. Let's try, is this food bad for me? Or, has my friend Jane got irritable bowel syndrome? Or, should I apply for this job? The answers can be found through a technique called muscle testing. Muscle testing is known professionally as applied kinesiology and basically deals with strong or weak muscle responses to questions. The principle is exactly the same as dowsing. A weak response is no and a strong yes. Strong is true. Weak is false. Simple. In fact, some say it's a more accurate way of divining than dowsing. In his book, Power Versus Force, The Hidden Determinants of Human Behaviour, Dr. David Hawkins details how anyone can instantly determine the truth or falsehood of any statement or supposed fact. That's quite a claim. If it's true, we each have a magical key that'll unlock so many mysteries. And this is how it's done. Dr Hawkins's form of muscle testing involves two people, one who holds out his or her arm to the side parallel to the ground and the other who asks a simple yes-no question about an object, person or idea. Having asked the question, he then presses down on the arm while the owner of the arm resists, trying to keep it level. Depending on the answer, the person holding their arm out will either find that they are too weak to keep it up and it flops to their side, or they stay strong. I know this sounds weird, but it does work. Try it. Dr Hawkins contends that the answers are correct because in this quantum world all things are connected, and that all events, actions, thoughts and emotions are written into the Akashic Record and that as participants in this universe, we all have access to that database. Thus, through muscle testing, we have the ability to get the answer to any question that we can formulate, except the future. Wow! Imagine, you as a dowsing beginner and psychic student, now have the secret of all knowledge. Let's try it out. Try this exercise and then build on it to create your own system. Find a willing partner and ask him or her, let's say her as it avoids clumsy sentence construction, to stand and face towards the wall of a room without focusing on any particular part of it. Stand behind her and ask her to hold out her right arm horizontal to the floor. She shouldn't make a tight fist, but let her hand remain relaxed. Now, you place your left hand gently on her left shoulder and the first two fingers of your right hand lightly on her raised arm, just above the wrist. Tell her, I'm going to get you to make a statement and then I'm going to press down on your arm and I want you to resist. Have your partner state her name. If it's Katie, for example, she would say, My name's Katie. Perform the muscle test by smoothly and steadily increasing the pressure downward on Katie's arm, going from a light touch to fairly firm pressure within about three seconds. The shoulder joint should stay locked and shouldn't give way. We'll test an untrue statement in a minute, but first some practical tips. 1. Don't use too much strength. Only what you need to get your answer, think finesse, not force. 2. Smoothly increase the force from zero to firm over about three seconds. 3. Keep your fingers in the correct position. If you place them on the bones of Katie's wrist, her arm will weaken because the body will attempt to protect the wrist itself. You want your fingers to be just above the wrist. Roughly wear a wristwatch strap would be. 4. Remember that your partner has to be willing to be tested. If their attitude is cynical or sceptical, it won't work. Don't waste your time with people who don't want to be helped, or who are not open to being helped. Let's assume that Katie's as interested in the experiment as you are. If you are ever working with a person who tests strong no matter what you do, they might be dehydrated. Get them to drink a glass of water, then try again. Once you've established what the response to a true statement feels like, try asking Katie to say her name is Frida. She should then test weak. Now you're getting into your stride. Use your L-rods to find the nearest detrimental energy spiral and get Katie to stand over it and muscle test again. She should test weak. Move her a few feet to one side and repeat, she should be strong again. Now get her to hold something like a bottle of bleach and place it near her stomach. She'll test weak. Swap it for an orange and, provided she's not allergic to oranges, she'll test strong. Now move to questions that you don't know the answer to and see how you get on. Is this room a healthy place for indoor plants? Would that job I'm thinking of applying for be the right career move for me? You'll notice that we're now asking direct questions, not making statements. That's okay, so long as Katie's accepted that she's answering on your behalf. Or, you could stick with statements. Choose whatever seems right. After a little practice, muscle testing can be an uncannily accurate way of getting the right answer people will think you're a psychic. One important point. Always end your session with the subject testing strong. I know of a dowser who forgot and ended the session with his client testing weak and for ages that client's energy levels were at rock bottom until the dowser remembered and did the test again and this time ending strongly. Hey presto, energy levels came back like a vessel filling with water. The magic of muscle testing doesn't end here because you can even use it for surrogate testing where you get a third person to stand in for the test E. This is for situations where someone's unconscious or even in a coma. Even if the person's unresponsive, their subconscious mind is still at work. It never sleeps. Surrogate testing is also perfect for animals. Let's say you want to test your horse. Simply ask the surrogate to touch the horse. Then direct your questions to the horse and test the surrogate to get the responses. And the same principle applies to proxy testing, where the third person can represent someone not present, even on the other side of the world. Remember quantum entanglement? Distance doesn't matter. In both surrogate and proxy testing, once you've completed the questioning, you must never forget to break the connection and restore your surrogate to their normal selves. Muscle testing could make a whole book in itself, but at this stage it's enough that you've understood the importance of the technique and are prepared to make it part of your working practices. Coming up in episode 11. We look at water, the elixir of life. And why do I have this pain? And how dowsing can keep us in perfect health? And don't forget, I'm covering all the stuff here in my book, Dows Your Way to Psychic Power, available on Amazon or any online retailer. See you at episode 11.